Blue Wire. Breaking news, LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. Paul George, corner three. Yes, sir! Bryant has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in! <laughs> he banks in the three! And the Lakers win the game! What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. As usual, I am your host, Tomer Zarli, your LA Clippers beat writer um, for Clutch Points. I'm with Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer for Clutch Points. Both of us are in hiatus so far. Um, I'm bored. You're bored? It's been only five days. <laughs> I'm still um, bored. <laughs> today we're joined by a special guest, a good good, good friend of mine who's had me on a couple of his pods. Uh, I thought it was time to re- return the favor. Uh, Justin Russo uh, goes by the name Fly by Night on Twitter. And I think Instagram as well. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, does a lot of good film work, a lot of good statistical work um, on Twitter and on, I think it's Patreon as well. Um, Justin, thanks for hopping on hopping on with us. No problem. It's not like I had anything else to do. Uh, <laughs> 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 tough times right now. Um, so far, I mean, we're, what, I think five days into this hiatus. Uh, there's There's... Some more information coming out now. I think we went from, you know, this is a hoax a couple of weeks ago to now we shouldn't be gathering uh, more than 10 people in one place uh, for the next two months or something well, like that, I believe. was it, 50? And then it went down to 10 today. It was 50 over the weekend on Friday, and then it went all the way down to 10 today. So um, Somewhere else was 25, and then they just went down to 10 as well. Meanwhile, did you guys see the beaches of Florida? It's Florida, man. Yeah, they're spring... Spring break is 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 alive over there. Um, there's probably a thousand people on the beaches of Florida right now. I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. There's video right there. Spring break might be alive there, but those people won't be pretty soon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good chance they won't be. Um, but yeah, basically, Trump Trump administration and I think it was the CDC to get together said that you know reduce all gatherings above ten people for the next two months. Um, I think Woj recently said that you know. We could be looking at an NBA NBA season that picks back up in June, uh, as 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 early as June, I believe it is. I don't think you can start sooner, um, which is kind of scary to think about. Eighty, what is it? Like eighty six more days without um, any sports. Jeez. Um, the MLB postponed their opening day by a couple of weeks. Um, NFL still believes they're on pace to start. What is it? I think August, but I don't know if they'll be starting then uh i guess we'll, we'll see by then but um i guess i'm not surprised uh but by the news like it's it's a lot worse than people are making it out to be right now and we're starting to see people are preparing for the worst yeah i think people finally started to realize uh this is real it's not something that's happening on the other side of the globe this is something that's now here it's probably been here for several months and we just didn't know it and now everyone's trying to be reactive instead of proactive. Yeah, it's crazy times, man. I don't think the sad part is I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. It has to. Yeah. Be- like the numbers have to get worse for there to be improvements, basically. Or more strict guidelines, right? Yeah. That's why I think everyone kind of like laughed initially at like social distancing, but it's also why it's very important. Because the further you stay away from people, the less likely you get sick from them and vice versa. Well, I'd say these days everybody laughs at everything at first, right? Yeah. Everything's a joke first. And then 
it's like, oh, shit, maybe not. Maybe this is kind of serious. And I think that the 10 people thing is kind of a joke, too, though. Like, you, you're really going to say, okay, let's limit it this to 10 people, guys. If we're going to go hang out somewhere, we're going to just 10 people at the house. That's not going to work either. I mean, you got to just say, just stay home. That'll get driven home, I think, very, very soon, though. It's, I think it's also hard for people to stay home because your natural inclination is to go out and do like normal life things. Like people shouldn't be living their life in fear. I want to get that out there. Like I, I think like this is a very serious thing, obviously. I also don't think that people need to be crippled by fear. I think you should be worried, but not fearful to actually go out to a store to pick up food. Just stay away from people. If someone's coming down the same aisle as you, just make sure there's as much distance as possible between you. Yeah, I think if you just if you just take the proper precautions and um, just just try to avoid people as much as possible, um, you should be fine. I mean, we like would, we unnecessary risks, unnecessary risks. Don't yeah, take I, unnecessary. I also don't think you need to be hoarding everything in stores. Oh um, my god! I don't know how much you can poop or how much you really need toilet paper, but you don't need it that much. You really don't. You guys saw um, the story of the guy in Tennessee who did the sanitizer yes, stuff. Okay, did yes, you see what the AG the down there did? Yes. Wait, wait, hold on. Before you say that, Ryan, did you hear about this story? No. Uh, I'm, the I'm the Tennessee right. guy who bought seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of hand sanitizer. <laughs> you sure that wasn't Willie, our coworker? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna totally that. Uh, but no, he, he bought seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of hand sanitizer and started selling them on Amazon for like I want to say four, five, six times the price, maybe even ten times. Did and then Amazon, I, Amazon locked his account very shortly. Like it didn't take long, I don't think. And he was stuck with like just cases and cases full of hand sanitizer with nowhere to sell them. In in one and, of the in like in one like one of those storage facilities. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, Justin, what happened today or the okay. other day? So what ended up happening is, uh, well, first off, he was an idiot. And it wasn't because he bought all this stuff, which he was an idiot for that. Uh, he was more of an idiot because he did an interview, I believe, with the New York Times. And in the interview, he gave his name, like his full name. Idiot. Because he was proud of it. Oh, God. <laughs> and then the... So what ended up happening is, A, people figured out where his storage facility was oh, no. oh, oh, oh. based wanna, on the pictures. Yeah, there was a photo of him unloading a truck, and there were, like, trees in the background. It looked, like, toward the end of a storage, uh, like, hallway or something, like, outside. But, like, some towards, like, some, some, some kind of a – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. But there were photos to, to sort of show there were trees in the background. Uh, it was toward the end of a street, so people deciphered it from there and, and Twitter did its thing. I think that's the best way to say it. Yeah, Twitter did its thing. And not only that, Twitter did its thing in a really funny way because it got the Texas Attorney General to authorize that he couldn't, not only could he not sell it anymore, they went down to the storage facility and took all of it out and distributed it to people. Oh, wow. And this guy had the audacity. I saw it in an article the other day, too. This guy had the audacity to be like, well, I was going to donate it. Like, no, you weren't. You were trying to sell it. And when you couldn't you sell asshole. it, you didn't know what you were going to do. Yeah. And this is in Tennessee, just to clarify. Yes. Man, that. I, I guess he had it coming. I guess he had it coming. That's, that's a pretty it. messed up thing to do. People be crazy, man. People I see crazy. a lot of people were praising um, people for being proactive and trying to you know, make money off this. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, no, this is not the time to, for you to make money. Like, 
it, it's like the couple up in Toronto who uh, they bought like seventy thousand dollars worth of the Clorox. Uh, Dude, they bought wipes. they bought thirty thousand dollars and made seventy thousand dollars. Oh, that's what it was. It. Yeah, they ended up. It was a total of a hundred k. Where like they they oh, spent yeah. thirty, but uh, ended up making seventy off of it. Yeah, it and insane. they they got uh, cracked down on as well. By Did Amazon. they really? Yeah. Good. Good for them. Jeez. Because they also were idiots and gave their names. I don't know why well, if they're you're doing... For, like, are they looking for sympathy? Like, I don't know if they're they... looking for sympathy or like pride or they just want their 15 minutes because that's the society <laughs> we live in now. You know what? That's it. That's it right there. That's what everybody tries to do these days. It, they just want some kind of recognition, some kind of you know time in the spotlight, no matter what it is. They were basically just like, hey, look how smart I am. Like, well, yeah, you might have been quote unquote smart initially, but you're also an idiot at the back end, which might be worse. Jeez, that just uh, those people have have it coming to them. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, they have it coming. Um, yeah, just to shift shift over to the NBA. Um, do you guys think the season should start in June if if everything is is um, set or, or better by then? And again, this would be without fans. I don't think we can see fans again for the rest of the season if it does pick up. Um, is it worth picking up again in June? Um. So my thought of it is, if you're going to do it without fans and you get the okay that you can actually go ahead and do it, I think they should. Mm-hmm. I think uh, people do deserve, the players more especially than anybody else, to finish the season. I think it would be kind of crappy if, you know, you look at teams like the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. you know, you look at, just, just look at those three teams and it's like, these are the best chances these teams are going to have at a title, you know, right now. Like, they're clearly the top three teams in the league, in my opinion, and it's like you're basically just telling them like, okay, well, good try. We'll see you next year or next season, you know. And it's and then by that point, like Giannis is one year closer to free agency. LeBron's an extra year older. Kawhi and his knee. I don't know. Like who knows what another year does. Like I think they're under an obligation to finish the season. No but matter they're gonna have to be. And did you say, and then what? I said, no matter what. Oh, no matter what. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they came this far. They have to f- close the deal. The interesting thing is if they really wanted to, they could just effectively say the season's over right now because each team has played almost 66 games, which is what they did in the strikes, uh, not strikes or season, but the, uh, the lockout, lockout season. season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's basically the same thing, and then you just begin the playoffs in June. If it goes into August, it goes into August. I've been saying, like, if they do that, just start the season four months after the next one at four months after that. Like, start it on Christmas and give mm-hmm. us another 66-game season. Like, it's fine. We don't, like, this doesn't have to be something it's where... It's fine for the fans. I don't think it's fine for the owners and the NBA. That's a lot of money we're talking about here. Yeah, but, you know, I would hope... I would hope, and I know this is hope against hope here, that the owners would understand like the quote unquote greater good. And yeah, I know. <laughs> Billionaires? I know. Billionaires? <laughs> yeah. They don't care about nothing but the almighty dollar. Right? But uh I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll realize that they can upcharge tickets if there's fewer games and all this other stuff. So well, maybe they make ideas in millionaires' heads over here. <laughs> like you know it's just one way to get money back but mm-hmm. you know everyone's hurting like there's a financial cost for everyone from the from the owners to the players to the fans to the workers like this is something we haven't seen to before. us 
to yeah. us yeah. on the sports field. Like, we're, we're dying. I mean, it's only been five days, and we're like, okay, what are we right about? What, what are we going to do? What's well, I next? think I think it's less so that it's only been five days and more so the fact that we know there are even more, even worse days coming. Well, like you said, there's nothing what, going on. 86? Did you say 86 days? 86 would be three would be three months. would be like June, yeah. It's a long, long time. Especially for an industry which is 24-7. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what the norm is. Um, but I agree. I think, I think it should start up in June and finish in August. And started uh, Christmas. I, I don't see anything wrong uh-huh. with that. So, so you said start in June, finish the finals in August, and then pick up again in December around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. So very similar to the lockout season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you I can think hold, I, you can hold a draft and like summer league, quote unquote summer league. Fall like, league. Su- yes, fall league in like s- late September. Like you can do the draft in the middle of September. Start fall league, you know, end of September, early October, and just have training camp shortly after that, and you know, like, or maybe just don't have a fall league. Like, there you go. Skip it all. Yeah, like just skip it. Like that's several weeks you could save for the rookies and the youngsters getting wear and tear early, and just you know you could spend that on teams getting together and working out, you know, as a unit. Well, another thing is that even if you do have that summer league or fall league, you're probably not going to have fans. Uh, and I think it's mostly for the fans. It's mostly for, I mean, obviously you want to get the rookies um, acclimated, get them some game in, but it's mostly for fans. I mean, if you've been to Vegas during summer, like you see, it's a lot of fans who buy like their all day passes. They get to watch, uh, you know, six to eight teams a day, nine, maybe 10 teams. Um, well, that's, that's turned into an event now. Like mm-hmm. that's always packed. People always love going. I love going out there. I, I think it's. I think it's great. I think it's cool. It's a fun event. Yeah. It's Let, really fun. Let's be honest. Summer league is always about networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually being in Las Vegas for a few days. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vegas is shutting down now, right? So what? Yeah. I mean, we don't even know what's going all on. All the MGM that. hotels are. Uh, so, up. not only did MGM shut down, they sent out an email uh, to like the rewards people that said. They are not taking reservations for dates beginning before May first. Wow! So before they're just May first. Wow! They're just basically telling people like we're we're, we're done. Go- yeah we're done for like a, for two months. How weird would that be to go to Vegas and just see nobody on the streets? Jeez! Wow! Yeah, I can't even imagine that. I can't either. Um, I wonder <laughs> what the people who hand out the flyers on the strip are doing right now. <laughs> Relocating. <laughs> no more than ten. No more than five people per uh, per uh, per strip club, please. Maybe maybe Fremont Street's popping. I was gonna say that would be the that would be the place that wouldn't listen is Fremont Street, <laughs> right? But it's so grimy. It's so grimy over there. I, I tell people all the time: if you want to go to real Vegas, go to Fremont because that's exactly that's what I've what heard. It is. Yeah, I haven't been there, but I've heard it's that. actually kind of fun. It is because everything's so cheaper. Weird. It's cheaper and it's weird. It is it's, weird. It's exactly what you think Vegas is. Like, in cause terms of... in terms of like all those stories you hear about Vegas, that's where you like when you go to Fremont Street, that's where it kind of hits you like, oh, this is actually Vegas. Because when you go on the actual strip and you go to those places, it's more now family oriented. Family and touristy sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds crazy to say, but Vegas is for families. Like... I remember going with my parents for their anniversary. Their their anniversary was July fourth, and I I used to go every year with them. And I was a kid, and I you know even before I was twenty one, obviously. And obviously. I just remember, 
I, well, I just remember <laughs> like it was adults, like it was built for adults. Right. And I would go and do it like an arcade and that was my day. But now there's so much things, so many other things for kids and families. Like there's restaurants now that weren't, are in places that restaurants weren't. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when they built the uh, M&M thing. Like, I, yeah, it, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and that was like a big thing for, for like kids and families. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird to see how Vegas on the Strip is transformed. How long has Circus Circus been? The, the little theme park oh, they have Oh, it's been there. around forever. Yeah, that's that's been there, there since forever. I was a kid. Yeah, they, they oh, built wow. that specifically for families because they they thought that uh, if you built something for the kids, the parents would be more likely to go because they could have a place to put their kids for a little while. Mm-hmm. Not a Which you know idea. is responsible parenting is just throwing them in a theme park and being like, "We're gonna go gamble and drink, sweetie. See you later." <laughs> um. So yeah. So so it seems like we're all sort of on the same page here with with when. Um, the season should start. I, I mean, would there be any kind of asterisk on, on this season's winner, on next season's winner, if, if both seasons are sort of shortened? If you do, maybe just pick up with the playoffs right away, seeds locked in? Next season's winner, maybe. Well, yeah, next season's winner, maybe. This season's winner only, and I this sounds weird, but only if the Nets win it. Because Katie and Kyrie can come back. Yeah, that, like as weird as that sounds, like that's kind of how I'd look at it. Is you know if Katie and Kyrie come back and the Nets go on a run and they win the title or make a really deep Eastern Conference Finals run or whatever, like that's kind of like like an asterisk. Like yeah, they got healthy, but they weren't really healthy for the season. And the, and they'd be doing this with a new coach too. Let's not forget that. Oh, a brand yeah, new coach making like yeah. a finals run. That'd be insane. Jack Vaughn, NBA champion. <laughs> Good lord, I don't. I don't. Ryan, any, would you would you agree with that? Would there be would there be any asterisks on any seasons like that this season or next season if whoever wins? Well, maybe if there's not one, you still remember it as a really weird time, mm-hmm. and something just unprecedented happened. So it's kind of you can't. There'll always be that. Oh well, that was that season that this happened. So I don't know if you want to add that there. So I guess I mean I guess yeah. I guess you'd have to say it's got. It's always going to have that cloud hanging over it. What a decade it, this year has been for the NBA. <laughs> this <laughs> right? year, these three months, I would say. Yeah. These three or four months. Well, we couldn't the, the China. Think about thing, it, dude. Yeah. We rang in the new year with David Stern passing away. Yeah. And then shortly yeah. after Kobe. Yeah. Like, three weeks later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. It's been, been crazy. It's, it's been wild. This has been. One of the most hectic seasons I can ever remember. Like, I remember we all thought the lockout season was hectic because teams were playing back-to-back-to-backs, and, like, that was weird. But this is different. Like, this is on a whole... Like, no other season, unless a nuclear bomb goes off, no other season will be this weird. It's Knock it's, on it's almost weird to say, but this whole, like... And I don't mean this in, in a negative way, but, like... The, the way this corona thing has sort of just taken over the NBA and the rest of the world, like, there's been points where I'm like, oh, shit, Kobe Bryant died, like, two months ago. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that happened, too. Like, David Stern passed away, too. I'm like, wow, this has been this has been nuts. What just feel It feels like every every week has been a month, right? Just, yeah. just such a long, drawn-out thing with so many things going on in between. It's just crazy, man. I mean, what it's... I mean, it's a cliche, right? But what a time to be alive. You know, <laughs> I don't 
I don't know if you guys have watched any of the latest Dave Chappelle stand-ups, but he had one where he, there's like a little segment of it where he talked about how because of the era that the age that we live in social media and all this stuff, like he recalled when he was a kid and he was a student in class and watch on a TV that they had to wheel in. Like I remember when they used to wheel the TV sets into yeah. the classrooms. I yeah. remember that too. And he said, you know, we watched the challenger explode on live television. And oh, he wow. said in the age of social media, it's like the, the space shuttle challenger explodes every day. And it's hard to disagree. Like that's literally, it feels like a national disaster happens every day, every three hours. Almost. It feels like, like you get literal bad news every time you like refresh. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and you know, some of that's just the world we live in. Like, you know, the, the world sucks. I mean, obviously we look what we're going through, but a lot of it's also just because information has never been closer to our fingertips. Right. It's always in your face. Right. I also, and, go ahead. I'll no, just finish. Yeah. Uh, well, all I was going to say is never have I felt the world so much further away from where I am right now. Yet, conversely, it's also never been closer. I know what's going on everywhere, yet I'm nowhere near it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like the last, I'd say ever since Kobe passed, I've been dreading looking at my phone in the morning when I wake up. And just just like what crazy alerts am I going to see? And now with this coronavirus, like every every eight hours, some new development, some new person has it that's a prominent figure in entertainment or sports or, or whatever, right? It's just, just nonstop craziness. You can't really get ahead of it. Or get comfortable with a certain way of life because it changes so quickly. Yeah, like, I, you know, speaking of the phone thing, it's funny. Like, I, when I go to bed, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. And then I'll wake up and I'll, you know, flick it back on. And I'll just see all the notif- like the Apple news stories that come rolling in. And I'm like, good Lord, like, this starts at, like, 3 in the morning over here. And it's like, it's like every every story, every literal headline is like, another chapter in a book that's getting worse and scarier. And it's like, okay. And then you, and this sounds weird, but like you end up compartmentalizing it. Like you kind of lock it away. Like, Oh, okay. Like, all right. Like, you know, whatever. And then the next news will break and you're like, Oh God. And then you compartmentalize that. And then you move on. And then it's like, everything feels so huge in the moment. And then you get past it, right. and it doesn't feel so big anymore because the next big thing just came. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like it's also uh, – Twitter has just been – especially Twitter where, where news is pretty much prominent there. A lot of There's a lot of capitalizing on the negative sides of things. So there's a lot of negative things coming out. There's I, ne- You don't see a lot of positives because people don't uh, – That's our society now though, man. It's like positive – 100%. Positive news – lasts for about 30 minutes negative news lasts for weeks and it keeps going and people keep touching on it and news you know news outlets thrive on it you know that's why i think at the, the beginning of the coronavirus thing i was like well, i'm not listening to this crap because the news are just gonna you know they're gonna gobble it up they're gonna regurgitate it and people are gonna be freaked out so they're gonna be glued to their tv sets every night so i i had i had trouble believing it until that day in the office, remember Tamer, and then the Tom Hanks thing comes out, 
and then within the, 30 the minutes it the was game like was canceled and then the Rudy Gobert was, had it mm -hmm. the Trump travel ban and I'm like holy shit this is like this is going to change everything right and it literally did I mean and then every step after that was just more and more drastic and more and more real I mean I don't know it's just just out of control there's a very we we get really focused on the virus itself, like this is what it's doing to people who get it and stuff like that, which we should. Like that's important stuff. We have to know that. The other thing is, I think because of what's happened, like businesses shutting down or being told that they can't serve people or whatever, we sometimes forget that there's a very real human cost to people that don't get it. Economically, you know, sociologically, psych psycho psychologically, like People are living in a world right now of fear and panic and anxiety, and they just, I think it's at a stage right now where we need to focus on positives. We need to find the things that make us happy, even in dark times like this, because if you just only focus on the negatives and the, the sadness and all this other stuff, it's going to drive you insane. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's nowhere. Yeah, you just have to fo focus on more of the positives, not not as much as the negatives, and um, and just go from there. Um, I just want to go back to the NBA because honestly, we could talk about this forever. Like, um, we I mean, we both have both teams, the Lakers and Clippers, have guys who are set to hit free agency. For example, uh, Montrezl Harrell, namely on the Clippers side, um, Anthony Davis on the Lakers side. Um, among other guys as well. I wonder how that affects free agency. Do you, if if the season says say does wrap up and it's over, do guys just hit free agency like that? I think they have to, right? Because like that's technically that's a completed so season. Weird. That's so weird. Just Super thinking weird. about it though. Well, well you, you know, you want to know how they would treat it, like wartime, like how baseball did wartime stuff. Now, obviously, that was different because uh, for Major League Baseball, like Ted Williams went to war during the middle of like his prime where he was going to win MVPs. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this was also before the advent really a free agency in major league baseball. But I think it would be like wartime where it's like, look, that's a completed season. It sucks, but you know, contracts have to keep going. Like it's technically a league year that just got completed. So that I think, you know, a con like Marcus Morris's contract, Montrose Harrell's Anthony Davis, like these dudes would just be free agents. And it sucks, but I think that's the route it would have to go. I, I don't even... I think it's fair to... to, to I see both sides. Where, where you do have to sort of, you know, call it a year and then start, start a new... Start, you know, obviously sign a new contract, stuff like that. But it just... It, it obviously is just is incomplete. And, and, you know, say Trez does enter free agency, say Trez does leave and the season's over, like... It's sort of a big what if. Um, what about Anthony massive. Davis too? I mean, all signs point to Davis not going anywhere, probably for the rest of his career. Well, who knows actually? But uh, what if he just bounces right after, goes to Chicago or wherever? You know, he's been rumored to go outside of L.A. Yeah, it's you know you look at you look at each of the top teams like there's just questions where it's like. Like, what do we do? Like, there's guys that we could lose, you know? You look at Milwaukee, and it's like, you know, all their guys are really under contract, so it doesn't affect them as much. But, like, the Clippers, the Lakers, 
you know, I believe the Rockets have a guy or two. Uh, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Toronto's the, Toronto's yeah. the other one. Cause mm-hmm. like Marcus Gasol's a free agent. Serge Ibaka's a free agent. Kyle Lowry would then be entering his final year. It's, it's to the point where this doesn't affect one team or two teams. It affects every team. And I don't know. I think it's okay to say that we don't know. Like, I don't know. I think they would just say league year's done. That's a year on the contracts over. We're gonna go to the next one. We'll see you there. But well, the, it's a the guess. Is that it would be. It would also be. It also be pretty messed up to have guys play again as if the year didn't didn't count. Like right, guys could get injured. Things like that could happen. So th- th- I think that's sort of out of out of the question. You can't have that. Well, um, not even just that. Think about it from like an age perspective, like. For instance, like, let's say Anthony. Let's take Anthony Davis in his prime, right now. If you replay the season, he is forced to play at an older age and misses out on an extra year of potential earnings. His prime too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's LeBron too. I mean. Yeah. He's 35 now. He's losing valuable time right now. And yeah, that's plays, the one thing. Playing at an insane level, so it's, mm-hmm. you want to maximize this, at least from his perspective, but. Uh, you know what's crazy too that I just thought of is with all this time off, these guys that are pending free agents, they're going to be thinking about their future too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be yeah. a weird instance because they may already make up their mind before they get back to playing on their team that they're on right now. Maybe they already decide I'm going somewhere else, right? This is really just such an incredible time period to be living in. Just It's just wacky. It's like, I mean... Imagine trying to explain this to your kids in five, ten years. Right? It's 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 literally like Mad Libs came to life in the worst way possible. <laughs> Crazy. Um, one of the pause real quick to tell you guys about Bet Online. Uh, as you guys know, there's currently no NBA, uh, NHL, or even March Madness college basketball right now, um, and you might think that there's really nothing to bet on right now. Uh, I'm here to tell you that you're you'd be wrong. Uh, Bet Online still has hundreds of places uh, that you can wager. Uh, you know, from their from their online casino to, to poker, blackjack. There's a lot of them that are all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done either. There's still things like martial arts, mixed martial arts. Uh, esports are on the rise as well. If you if you enter entertainment, you still have American Idol. Uh, the upcoming elections we have the Democratic primary and the uh, presidential uh, uh, election. Uh, spelling bee is a thing uh, even nathan's hot dog eating contest who knew about that one uh so be sure to use promo code blue wire to receive 50 percent off your welcome bonus on your first deposit uh the promo code b-l-u-e-w-i-r-e bet online your new ticket to online action um i wanted to shift over to uh one of the ideas that i had which is you know the nba picking back up and the um nba picking back up but with seeds being locked uh, and then the playoffs starting that way. Obviously, we're a bit far away from that. Tough to know what would happen. But if the playoffs started today, um, here's what we'd be looking at right now. Uh, in the Western Conference, the Lakers would be taking on the Grizzlies. The second-seeded Clippers would be taking on the seven-seed Mavs. Three-seed Nuggets taking on the six-seed Rockets. And the four-seed Jazz taking on the five-seed Thunder. Uh, so let's start at the very top. Uh, Lakers-Grizzlies. Do we even need to discuss this much? <laughs> Sweet. No. 
No. Sweep. I, I find Memphis interesting, but they they're gonna be a tough team, but not a deterrent. They're just not ready. They're not ready yeah. yet. Jaw's really good. He might get them one game. Like uh kind of Iverson against the Lakers in two thousand one. Ooh, Iverson, that's a big claim right there. Well, he's been compared to Iverson a, a couple times, and I, I can kind of see it. You know, slash and get to the rim kind of at ease or with ease. But, um, yeah, that's that's going to be a sweep, especially with the Lakers healthy and rested. Oh, that's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing too, right? It's like all these teams are healthy, they're rested, which, I mean. Which could set up a really cool playoff. Which means uh, they could it, also be rusty. Yeah. Well, that, they're going to be. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. Once these guys hit their stride, I mean, that's going to be fun to watch. Hey, for the Clippers, this is great, though, because Elisa needs more practice time. Because Tom <laughs> never practices, baby. I don't want to hear the Clippers haven't practiced. They've had enough time to practice. <laughs> You're off for three damn months. You better start practicing. Well, for now, they can't do any group workouts. So oh, that's right, yeah. That's, that's also a thing. I mean, I think the, Dave McMenamin said that, you know, they, they had a um, – conference call today and they said that you know they're still instructed to only work out at the practice facility or home gym but not together no no team workouts only individual so uh mm-hmm. clippers can't practice yet but they will soon i think um so we agree that that's pretty much a sweep right there a gentleman's sweep maybe if the lakers get a little bored well do you yeah. guys do you guys think this would be better if they'll be more rusty sloppy or just healthy like i mean do you do you anticipate them being sloppy for and then whole, a whole first round, and then get it get within the second round, or are they going to be ready? Yeah, the first I, round might be a, a sort of like a warm up, uh, get back into the action thing. I yeah. I agree with that. I think I think that the first round for a lot of these teams is going to basically be. I think it's going to be sloppy. I think it's going to be rusty. I think as weird as it sounds, guys are going to have to get used to each other again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know the timing, like the timing's a big deal. You know, and I think it's gonna be—I think it's gonna be not good basketball for the first two weeks of the playoffs. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, I'd be and surprised then, if it is. And then you know, we'll—you'll see teams slowly start to ramp it up, which kind of makes it sound like—I guess the way to describe it would be—it's another regular season just in playoff form. Like your most teams in the regular season don't come out gangbusters. They kind of build up to it mm-hmm. and show what they are, like in the like you know as it goes along, and that's kind of what the playoffs would be like. The first rounds are not going to be good, you know. I mean, it sounds crazy, but when you start looking at it, it's like you know you get Utah, Oklahoma City in the first round as a four or five. That might be some just awful basketball. <laughs> okay, well let's let's talk about that one. Who do you think wins that one? Utah, Utah, OKC. Yeah, as a four or five matchup. I think OKC is going to take that one, actually. Really? You I'll think... bet you there's going to be some chemistry issues with the oh, Jazz. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say I think I go OKC because I don't know how the Jazz players feel about Rudy. Exactly. I think they'll get over it by then. I, I, I don't know, dude. This Come on. That's, that's messing with people's lives there, right? And you don't know how people are going to take that. Imagine if that happened to you. But I don't think he get, knowingly did get, it intentionally. Like, he didn't have no, it and. Yeah, but he was careless. The thing is, it's not even just affecting their lives. It affected and could affect the lives of their parents, the lives of their grandparents, right. friends' parents, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like this isn't like a, oh, it was only harmful to me, so I'm like I'll get over it and I'm fine. It's like what happens? God forbid this doesn't happen. But what if like one of the relatives of one of these players that Rudy Gobert messed with? Like, what if they pass away? 
you think they're going to forgive him? Like, I, I mean, it's tough. Like, it's That's very tough. Really it's just, point. it's one of these things where we like to think that we could forgive people. But until it happens to you, you don't know. Right. That's true. That's true. Okay, so we're going OKC on that one due to some chemistry issues. Um, fair. Plus, I just think Chris Paul's going to be the best player in that series. Chris Paul's getting older now. A couple months older now. He's I don't, got, I don't, he's I don't think he'll fall off. That's true. That's true. He'll be well-rested. Um, that hamstring should hold up now. This might be Chris Paul's year. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Um, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think I'd go Thunder as well. Thunder in like probably five or six. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that one. Plus, uh, OKC's got the center to actually deal with Rudy Gobert. If he wants to approach Rudy Gobert, yeah. Rudy Gobert might have 80 points with all the open ducks because no one wants to approach him. Listen, Steven Adams is not afraid of nobody. <laughs> That's true. That man grew up in New Zealand. They have uh, New Zealand and, and uh, Australia have the craziest animals. I think, I think Steven's ready for this. <laughs> this is why Steven <laughs> Adams was born. He was born for this. Um, okay. Uh, We'll save Clippers last. Nuggets, Rockets. Who wins that one? Rockets. Really? So, my theory is, as good as Jokic is, I don't believe in him as this could be your best guy in a series and be the reason you you go far. Not as like a diminishing thing to him. It's more about his supporting cast. Like, there's just not enough that, like, Jamal Murray has to play over his head, which he can. Gary Harris. But for has seven to... games? That's where I wanted to agree with you. He can play over his head for two or three games. Can he do it for seven? That's the question. Against Ru- Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who never stop? Gary Harris is, you know, he picked it up before the season got postponed. But, you know, like, he's wishy washy now because of his Very. lower body injuries. Uh-huh. The The crazy thing is, like, this might be a blessing for Paul Millsap, who was getting banged up. You know, I mean, Paul Millsap's probably their second most important player. I I have just never bought into the Nuggets, and I just... For one, they just sold their depth in Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Now, they weren't crazy difference makers, I don't think, but Malik Beasley and Monte Morris is doing some damage off the bench for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I think that you get rid of one of those, and I think you're looking at... Monty Morris, and I don't know who the other guard is. Um, maybe Tory Craig, uh, some more Tory Craig, more Jeremy Grant. Um, but you're also looking at um, who is it? Michael Porter Jr., whose defense has been lacking. Um, offense sort of comes and goes. Is he ready for a big role? I don't think so either. So I think I think I just haven't been a believer in the Nuggets at all. So I would not be surprised to take, see the Rockets. I would take the Rockets there, probably in like five, maybe six. Um, I just don't believe in them. It's such an interesting contrast in styles. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one thing I was gonna say is uh, that small ball that they're going with kind of got it's exposed the last couple of weeks before the season got canceled. So you don't know if that's gonna work in a seven game series. Um, Westbrook has been playing out of his mind for sure, but I, I just don't believe in either of those guys in the playoffs, Westbrook or Harden. So I could see it going one way or the other, um, and I would say Denver just because I hope Denver plays the Lakers at some point <laughs> so I can go cover it out there and my family's out there. So I, I'm biased. I say Denver. Okay, okay. So you, so you, you want to visit family. Okay, got yes. it. I, w- I want to ask you guys a question about the Houston Rockets real quick. Do you think getting rid of Clint Capella 
and going to this hyper small ball stuff, which I'm fine with for them. I get it. Do you think it's negatively affected James Harden in an effort to prop up Russell Westbrook? Like, do you think they focus so much on getting Westbrook going that it hurt James Harden with what they did? I think he got so used to one style of play uh, where he dominates the ball and can basically do whatever the hell he wants. And now that's changed. Um, so yeah, I would say it's negative, negatively, uh, hurt him. It might be better for the team, but him individually, maybe not so much. Um, I think I agree with that. I think they, they, the last couple of years, when you talk about Paul George and Russell Westbrook, KD and Russell Westbrook, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, it's just been the fit with Westbrook side. How does he fit in terms of his ball dominance in terms of his need to have the ball to to create for other guys and i know i know like for example like when i was in hawaii hawaii i went to uh to talk to them to the one of their practices and the talk was always westbrook how do you fit in when you don't have the ball what do you do and he was like yeah i can cut i can do this i can do that but we didn't really see too much of that um before they went to the small ball lineup like he was still struggling to find a consistent you know style of play because he's not a great outside shooter um, I think there was a stat like whenever he takes more than like three threes, they were they had a negative record. Whenever he took less than that, they had a really good winning record, um, which just shows that when he's more aggressive going to the basket, they're a better team. And so, I think that yeah, they've looked at uh, incorporating Westbrook to the best of his abilities. That they sort of just said Harden can probably fit in wherever you know, like they've probably been like Harden, you can really make this you can make this work um, on your end. I'm guessing. Um, and so I think it has negatively affected Harden, but there's still a chance that he could figure it out. So I mean, maybe this maybe this helps them. I, I'm not sure. Maybe this this break helps them um, rest for one, and then two, just find a better rhythm together and practice stuff like that. I'm I'm not sure, but I I do think it, it it's negatively affected him a bit. Yeah. We you know what's interesting is, is I didn't realize this until just now, but that game that the Clippers played on uh, now last Tuesday against the Warriors, eliminated the Warriors from playoff contention. <laughs> it's only right. They're the only <laughs> team that have been eliminated. Oh, the only team? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, you know what's crazy? is uh, If this season eventually gets canceled without, without a winner, uh, it's like the Warriors got a year off. To, yeah. They really to, did. To do whatever the hell they wanted to and fix their, their franchise without KD. You you know what I wonder from like a from like a record keeping standpoint like statistically do these stats count if the season gets canceled I think they'd have to right? I think you have to yeah you have to count them I feel like you'd have to Yeah I mean LeBron LeBron would go down as the oldest player to lead the league in assists like that kind of stuff you have to record it has to go down It would suck if it did put it that way Yeah like that would um especially for LeBron who's chasing Kareem you know uh, yeah, as Man, for Clip, Clippers Mavericks, huh? Yeah, that's the final one in the Western Conference. That, we're gonna that would about. be a fun. Series. Um, I would love that series for one because we get to see at least four games of Oban. Uh, maybe not on the court, but <laughs> uh, in the locker room, um, you know, just talking to him and stuff like that. Boban's always been a fun guy. I love that guy. He's he's honestly so nice. Um, guy's given me hugs more times than any other player I've ever seen, and he's just he's, he's such a cool guy. Finished off the season, I might add. He had the best final game of the season so far. 31 points, 17 rebounds as the math starter. 
um, last Wednesday night or whatever day that was. Do you see who they played? They play the Nuggets. He loves the Nuggets, man. He yes. loves them. The Nuggets. Jokic them. cannot stand that guy. <laughs> you just uh, you just can't can't get away from him. Um, but yeah, Clip, Clippers, Mavs. Um, I don't I don't know how to. I think that's a perfect matchup for the Clippers. They've they've shown that they can have so many guys to throw at Luca, and they've shown that they can really defend him well during the regular season. I don't know if that changes in the playoffs. Um, but I just don't – I the Clippers should win that in five. Like, I'm not really worried. Maybe even four. They should, but I think that Luca factor could change things. I just think they have all the guys to throw at him. It won't be that much of a difference. He'll, if he shoots eight for 24 or, like, nine for 25 in a game, like, that's, that's great. But if he's as good as we all think he's going to be, I mean, we might see a playoff Luca. Right. But also, it'll also be his first playoff experience, so we don't know what really well, to expect. First playoff experience here. That's true. That's true here. Yeah. And and it might not be that different because he had so much time off. However, the reason Dallas kind of slightly worries me, like I'm not worried, like this sounds stupid. I'm sure I won't ever regret these words. <laughs> Luka Doncic does not worry me with the Mavericks right now, as far as the Clippers are concerned, for, like matchup wise. It's Porzingis. Ooh. Because Porzingis was very good, like, for several weeks up until the postponement. That's true. And he looked like he was finally healthy and getting going. He's such a great rim protector. He's a floor spacer. There's really nobody else kind of like him. Like, he's 7'3". Like, he just clogs up all this space. And he can shoot, and you have to give it to him because you don't want him around the rim. But you also know he's not really a pick-and-roll threat. He's more of a pick-and-pop guy. Yeah. And he can go to the rim, though. He can dive to the rim and create some havoc there, too. He can. He just doesn't. Right. Now, the other interesting part is how do the Clippers just defend him and how they defend lineups where it's him and Maxi Kleber? Because, unfortunately, Dwight Powell got hurt in that one Clipper game. Oh, that's right. The Achilles injury, right? Yeah, and he's just not going to be back in time. So, I don't know. Like, Porzingis kind of worries me from that front. Like, he's the ultimate X factor for Dallas in that series. But I do think the Clippers win in, like, five. Like, I I think it would be a five-game series. I think Clippers probably take number one and number two, and then the Mavericks take three, and then four or five Clippers. Porzingis did have a great run um, before the finals two games where he averaged 28 points, 11 rebounds over 13 games. But he did finish the season with back-to-back nine-point games, three of 17 shooting, and four of 15 shooting. So he's capable of having those bad nights as well. Oh, um, he is. He's also capable of being an absolute monster. That's and true. that's that's the <laughs> scary part. Yeah. Like, like, look at that. Like, the the 13 games, man. Averaging 28 and 11 over a 13-game stretch as a it big man, when you're shooting 40% from three and getting two and a half blocks a game, that's nuts. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. Ryan, who do you think would win that? Or, or and how many games, too? I think I agree with you guys. Uh, five games. Dallas gets one. Maybe two. It all depends on what you see from Luka and uh, Porzingis. And whether or not they can elevate their game once the playoffs start. Especially against a defense like that. I think, yeah. I think if, if the Mavs win a game, it'll be like a Tim Hardaway game. Where they have like that guy going for like 25 or 28. Yeah, and then be they insane. steal one. Yeah. See... That's the other reason Dallas kind of worries me is they shoot a lot of threes and they have guys who can shoot them. Whereas like when for like a brief period of time, remember Tomary was like 
Clippers Thunder was like a series that might happen. Right. And I was actually, I would have been fine with that series, which sounds weird, but like the Thunder don't have guys that I'm like outside of Paul and and Gallo as pure shooters where I'm kind of nervous about leaving them and, you know, helping down and all this stuff. Plus like OKC has Steven Adams. So like Zubas can play more. Right. Right. And that kind of stuff. And, but Dallas doesn't really have that. Like Dallas likes to space the floor and chuck threes and create driving lanes for Luca. Like they're very Houston, just yeah. with some better ancillary pieces. I think Mac Maxi Kleba is like an underrated rim protector. Not rim protector, but he can he can block some shots. G- um, good shooter too. Yeah, good shooter. They have Seth Curry. Um, Dorian Finney Smith is, is is becoming a decent three and D guy for them. Jalen Brunson is having surgery. He should be ready by the time the playoffs start uh, if they pick up the season. Uh, Delon Wright. Great backup point guard, JJ Barea. So that that could be an interesting matchup. But yeah, I just it'd be interesting. But it might be, it might be one of those like close four or five game series where like the point differential is like maybe like twenty mm-hmm. in total. But they win by but they win by like four one or you know they win in a sweep or a four or five, a gentleman sweep. So one of the crazy Doncic things is he's taking nine threes a game, but he shoots thirty two percent. Jeez. Yeah, and like if actually it's it's weird because if you look at like his catch and shoot numbers, those aren't good. And so it's mostly off the dribble, as uh, off the dribble stuff. Yeah, like catch and shoot this year is twenty seven percent. Whew. Now, that's pretty bad. Now, to be fair, he's only taken sixty seven of them because he's taken three hundred and ninety six pull up threes. Wow, he's doing all his work off the dribble. Now, last year he shot 37% on catch and shoots, but he also took 380 pull-up threes. This man is basically just James Harden. That's what I was going to say. Sounds a lot like James Harden. And the, but that's a tough guy for teams to cover. Like True. Like, you know, like we all, you know, point to some of the bad outings Harden's had in the postseason, but he's also had ones where he just absolutely annihilates a team and it's and it's demoralizing. And if Luca's going downhill, getting to the rim, and he's got your bigs on a on a string, you're kind of screwed. I, I think we're a long way from from Luca f- developing that kind of dominance, though. Um, maybe I, I don't I don't know if we're there yet. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I kind of hope I'm wrong because I love watching Luca play. All right. So what do we have these matchups at? It would be what Lakers, Thunder, the Lakers, and then... Thunder, and then it would be uh, Clippers, Clippers, and Rock- Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. Well, uh, selfishly, Ryan wants the Nuggets. Oh, that's right. Um, yes. But yeah. Selfish reasons. Um, so do we just think it's Lakers Clippers? Like, do we just think that would be the Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah. I think I think, I think so. Yeah. Clippers match up with the Rockets beautifully. Um, Lakers and Thunder. I mean, I love Clippers Southwest, but, dude, that's going to be a four games, maybe five games. I think that could be a tough a tough out. Okay, C versus Lakers, really? Yeah, I could I could see it going six. I don't think it will, but I think I could I could see it going six. Is that because of the Chris Paul factor? I think a lot of factors in there. I think they'll they'll underestimate those guys. I think OKC has that kind of uh, nobody's nobody thinks we can, we can get very far kind of mentality, or we have nothing to lose mentality, and that mm-hmm. could be scary in the playoffs. That could be you know an asset they can use. And, to just fuel their playoff run. We saw the Clippers do it last year. Took the Warriors to six. There you go. KD to really take over. I mean, it's a um, situation just like that. Th- think of OKC's last uh, ten months, basically. Like, just honestly, God, th- think about the 
the turn they've made where it's like they trade Paul George because Paul George wants to be in LA with Kawhi Leonard. They trade Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. Everyone just assumes that they're not tanking, but they're just not a good team. They, they were start supposed to, s- to be sellers of the deadline, I might add. They were supposed to sell yeah. everyone off the deadline. Wasn't well, there a lot Gallo. of talk about uh, the Miami Heat? Like Chris yeah. Paul eventually going there? Miami, and then, uh, yeah, Miami oh, that was Gallo. Okay, so you're right. That was the thing, right? Is After Chris Paul made his way to OKC, it was, well, he's just going to go to Miami anyways. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler needed another guy to play next to, right? Right, and then think about this. They got off to a slow start. They at one through their first twenty five games, they were eleven and fourteen. They're forty and twenty four. Wow. They've they're twenty nine and ten since then. Like that's absurd. <laughs> that's yeah. a that's that's a that's a number that's top two seed sort of record right there. Twenty nine and ten. Yeah, like they're. Wow. And they're beating good teams. It's not like this is against, like, you know, like, oh, these are all bad teams. You know, they beat the Clippers. They've beaten Houston. Uh, Boston. They beat Houston. Denver. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Boston. Yeah, you said Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bo- Yeah. the last game they played was against Boston. They beat in Denver. Um, what was the other one that I, that I remember? Uh, they beat Dallas. They beat Toronto. Well, I mean, you know what's crazy? You just look at the standings right now. They're ahead of the, the Rockets, where they have the same record. And they're right. only a game behind Utah, so they could have conceivably been four, maybe even competed with the Nuggets for three. There's a there's a good chance they would have, because I believe... Um, I mean, they were eight the and two in their last ten. They right. won three straight. They have the best winning record, or the best win streak in the West before it stopped. Three games. I don't know where the remaining strength of schedule was before the hiatus, but I'm pretty sure Denver was in the um, bottom ten in terms of scheduled difficulty. I'm not sure about that one. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Tankathon, but it's not the strength up. of schedule's gone, but I yeah. think it's still in the order it was. Oh, yeah, they had Miami, Toronto, OKC, LA, LA, LA um, Dallas, Utah, Portland, Memphis, Utah. Yeah, they had a tough schedule. Yeah, they had a really yeah. tough schedule. So who knows? Maybe OKC could have climbed up there. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, do we want to go over the East? Is that, is that or do we just think the Bucks are going to make it out of there regardless? I think the Bucks are going to make it out of there regardless. But I, I just think they're too good. Now this is assuming KD and Kyrie don't come back because if they come back, are they good enough to beat the Bucks? I don't think so. Think That's they, such. They haven't even played together yet. Who knows if those guys even... They might be oil and water for all we know. You hmm. know what's so interesting about them? If they were... if Say this happens. Say they just say, look, we're going right into the postseason. 2-7 is Toronto-Brooklyn. And... Then you're talking about Kyrie against Lowry and Siakam against Durant. Oof. That's fun. That's I fun. just think Milwaukee's too good. Yeah. Yeah, we think Milwaukee's out of there. Okay. Okay, so then I guess since we already concluded the three teams again, I mean, who comes out of the West? Who do you guys think comes out of the West if the playoffs started today? Healthy and everything. Oh, it's so tough. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I know Make it three, three for three. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, know that's, I know that's not what people want to hear, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I said this on, on one of my friend's uh, conversations I had. It's like I wouldn't be surprised if – 
Clippers won in six, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers won in like five or six. It's just it's going to be a dead close series. Or it goes either to seven, win. and you have a nail biter finish. You know, like yeah. Every game has been on the razor's edge of like things that tipped it one way or the other. Right. And right. it's every game's felt like an entire postseason series unto itself. <laughs> yeah, it's talking yeah. about the atmosphere in the arena and, 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 and you know, players and, and you can see the intensity they're playing with during those that, that series. Um Yeah, I don't know who would win that. Um but I know it'd be fun. I know it'd be really fun. I know Ryan and I would have a lot of travel. I made that joke before. We'd have so much traveling to do. Um <laughs> You know who wins that series? LA. The NBA. NBA. Yeah. That's for sure. Because here's the, I felt this way when the season was happening before the postponement is if you get Lakers Clippers in a Western conference finals, think about the level of play those games would have because those two teams for up to two weeks do not have to travel. They stay in their own bed, own beds. They stay in their own practice facilities. They stay in their own comfort zone and they go about business like it is every other day, but it's a playoff game, it's a playoff playoff atmosphere, and you're going to the same building every single night. And that that comfort level, that assurance, I think would make for some of the best basketball in the playoff that we've ever seen. That's an underrated part of it. That's Very an underrated possible. part of it, yeah. I think, yeah, when you think about it, if it goes seven, it's probably two weeks at home. Two weeks at home in the same... Again, like you said, sleeping in your own bed, getting up and going to your own facility, practicing there. Um, yeah, well, they, no, it's crazy. And then the NBA wins twice because that that'll basically be the NBA finals. Because I think whoever advances will probably beat the Bucks, mm-hmm. but the Bucks against either one of those teams would be a really interesting matchup too in the finals. So it could be two incredible series back to back. Yeah, it's. I'm kind of sad. Obviously, everything going on, I'm sad. But, like, we kind of got robbed of an NBA season revving up into one of the most incredible postseasons and possible finals we would ever have seen. And I feel cheated. I'm sure everyone feels cheated. But there's more important things, and we just got to go through that to get to this. True that. It sucks, but I I agree with that. It's it's, Hopefully, we're not completely robbed and we pick back up soon. But... um, yeah, we'll see where we go from there. Um, Justin, thank you for joining us. Um, where can people find you on uh, social media, your work? Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. It's at flybynight. That's F-L-Y-B-Y-K-N-I-T-E. You can find me on Patreon.com at Patreon. Uh, oh, my God. I almost screwed up an, uh, a URL. Patreon.com slash flybynight. Uh, you can find me on the Clip and Roll podcast on Blue Wire as well. Awesome. Yeah, all on the same network. Blue Wire here. So, um, as always, Tomer Zarli signing out here, your Clippers reporter. Uh, you can follow me at T O M E R A Z A R L Y on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, well, I guess YouTube isn't going to be as crazy now unless you start posting videos of yourself. <laughs> um, you yeah, that's not going to happen. You, just, you should do some TikToks. Um, oh, yeah. By myself. <laughs> get that um, money, baby. <laughs> yeah, as always, uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, concerns, any of that stuff, uh, shoot it over to us on social media or in the reviews there. Uh, we appreciate all of it. And 
and um, yeah, as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Justin, thank you again for joining us. We'll probably have you on again soon uh, because we all have so much to do right now. Um, and yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys next episode. See you later. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't hoard all the toilet paper. Social distance. Social distance, please. See you guys.